Go to the chopper! Do it now! Hello everyone, welcome back once again to the Gaming Off the Beaten Path podcast. You know, I'm having too much fun with these 80s action movie games, as you could probably tell. So let's keep it going with those. We're leaving Stallone and the jungles of Vietnam behind, and we're going to keep the bullets flying with Arnold in the jungles of South America. You know, originally it was panned by most critics upon release, but Predator has become a big-time sci-fi cult classic. Um, You know, I remember this movie being everywhere when I was a kid, a couple years, you know, even after it was released. It tells the story of Alan Dutch Schaefer and his squad sent on a CIA mission to rescue hostages from an unspecified South American nation. They defeat the guerrillas that they're asked to confront, only to encounter something far worse. An invisible alien creature, the Predator, hell-bent on taking them out one by one. This, right here, is Arnold Schwarzenegger at his cheesy 80s best. You know, we're, he's got plenty of co-stars. You got Carl Weathers here. You got Jesse the Body Ventura. And a pretty generally solid cast. You know, side note, backing up for a second... I wonder how many other movies start to future U.S. governors. That's kind of weird that, like, you've got both Ventura and Arnold here. And I'm sure that as you were watching this movie back in the theater in the 80s or on, you know, VHS in the 90s, and someone, you know, from the future popped up and was like, right there, you got the future governors of Florida, or, uh, excuse me, of California and Minnesota. People would have looked at you like you were crazy. So, the film has become known for its gratuitous violence and its gore, and of course, the iconic Arnold one-liners. The Predator itself, you know, has become an iconic movie monster. It even got its own spin-off where it battled the Xenomorph from Alien, you know, Alien versus Predator. Uh, there were sequels, there were comic books, there were novels, and of course, there were video games. So... There were a few Predator titles, but today we're going to be discussing the 1987 NES game. Um, This one was also developed by Pack and Games, the same developer as Rambo that we discussed last week. Uh, Though this time, the publisher's Activision. Um, Rambo, and and we're going to end up, you know, comparing these two games a lot. I kind of hear these movies often get compared a lot. I hear the actors that starred in them getting compared a lot um but rambo had some good it had some bad you know so maybe predator was an improvement with you know it was the same developer maybe it was worse maybe it was just like a truly abysmal mess that warrants like discussion for no other reason than just how sheer awful it is no you know we're not 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 here um once again, I think it's kind of right down the middle. But unlike Rambo, that gets a lot of things kind of right and got a lot of things a little wrong, Predator gets some things really right and some really, really wrong. It definitely went the more traditional slap a movie license on a platformer route that kind of helped it in some ways, I think. But... <clears throat> It was also way less original and experimental, and it dropped the ball a little bit on the basics. You know, I had some fun with it, 
but I don't think it was strong enough to, to warrant like a second playthrough, and it had some really, really frustrating moments. But first, we're going to get started with the positives. And there are two things that Predator does as well, or better, than any NES game. The first is the pre-game presentation. The cutscenes that play before you hit start introduce the plot of the movie, and they look as good as a third-generation game can. The faux 3D models of Arnold and the Predator that are done in sort of like an almost like holographic style, they just look awesome. They're legitimately graphically impressive for this era. You know, the kind of like space-y scenes. Just everything about the, the introduction to this game is spot on. And the presentation as a whole throughout the game is really, really strong. Um, the other major positive here comes from the sound. You know, this could just be me. Now, I have some nostalgia for this game, right? This was, along, along with, you know, uh, quite a few other, uh, other titles, was one of the games that came to me that I was originally with my NES. So it's one of the first NES games I ever played. Um, it could be just that, but I really like the soundtrack to this game. I don't know what it is about it, but it's probably one of my favorite NES soundtracks uh, of all time. It has this weird, like, ominous vibe that really fits with, you know, being stalked by a vicious monster that's trying to kill you. That's not really the way the game is, but the soundtrack gives that feeling. You know, it has this kind of heavy-hitting, synthy, like, like real, you know, deep, bassy kind of, uh, you know, uh, chip sounds. And it's really impactful. It kind of reminds me of, like, a late aughts, like, early 2010s, like, techno song, slowed down with heavier bass. You know, it also has its share of upbeat tracks as well. And, you know, the again, with that presentation in the intro, this is one of the games that hooked me immediately. Like, something about that that intro track just always got to me. And that's why when I had all, you know, some of these games that were gifted to me with my NES, you know, some good, some bad, this was one I always kind of went back to because, it, you know, they'd had things like that kept my attention. You know, I will always remember being instantly drawn to that theme. And I think, again, the sound here is awesome. I don't know if it's a top 10 NES soundtrack, but it is definitely in the top 15 or 20, at least for me. And I will also say that it doesn't really sound like a whole lot of other games. Like, it's definitely very chippy, and it's you know, an NES game, but it, it kind of has its own unique sound that a lot of you know the others that people would put on those top 10 and 20 lists don't really have. Fortunately, there's also a game to play. On the surface, the gameplay here is pretty simple. A jumps, B shoots, as it is, was, and always should be. You move from left to right, punching or shooting enemies and jumping on platforms. You got a life bar, and you can take quite a few hits, but that pretty much doesn't matter because most of your deaths are going to come from falling down pits. I have to give him credit for having levels with like multiple vertical screens that add some variety, it leads to some unique challenges, and it even has the courtesy to tell you when you can go down without dying and when you can't. The jumping takes some time to get used to, but 
while I'm not going to call the jumpy controls good, the bigger issue is more how small the platforms are. They love to throw platforms at you that need to be landed on pixel perfectly, and not even because of issues with the you know jumping mechanics, which there are, but there's more just the way the levels are, are designed. You've got a handful of different weapons. You start with your fist. You can acquire a machine gun, laser gun, or grenades. You can only hold one at a time. Grenades are sometimes required uh, as they can be used to break blocks, which you will, uh, in some levels, need to do to pass you know, through. Unfortunately, they are pretty lousy otherwise. They sit there for too long for a game with enemies that are constantly moving. They don't really have a big blast radius. They're just not good. The guns work well enough, but the problem is you lose them whenever you complete a level. And these levels are kind of challenging, but they're not all that long. So that means you're losing your weapons usually pretty quick. So as such, your fists are your primary weapons, and they're pretty lousy. The biggest issue, and you know, it, it, on one hand, hey, good, it should take you more punches than bullets to down an enemy. The problem is you cannot punch while ducking. You can shoot while ducking, but you can't punch. And that's a big problem because most, if not all, of the enemies are on the ground. Which brings us to the next issue, the enemies. What are the enemies in this game supposed to be? I get it. You got like the soldiers, right? Those are supposed to be the gorillas that you were initially, you know, Dutch and crew initially went to the jungle to fight. But now it's been a while since I've seen the movie. But I don't remember there being Metroids in Predator. I, I just I don't remember them being there. Yeah, I just I remember them in Metroid, but you know, not Predator. I certainly don't remember walking rocks, skeleton bats, or big blue blobs with masks that look like shy guys that just spent way too much time at the Chinese buffet. Why isn't there only one Predator? He appears as a boss every few levels. I guess it kind of represents him showing up every, every so often to attack before he runs away. But why is he so easy? All you have to do is stand in the right spot and shoot him, and he won't ever attack you. This is supposed to be the Predator we're talking about, guys. Like, if you, he'll usually be on a platform. He'll jump around and fire bullets, and if you stand at a certain part, uh, you know, below him and just fire, he will never come near you, and his bullets won't hit you. Uh, the Predator's supposed to be really strong, and he's pretty much relegated to an afterthought here. Uh, if I have to give them credit for one thing with anim with enemies, though, is the placement. Um, it is a little cheap at times, but it really adds to the challenge. The hit detection with the fist is wonky, but the guns and even the grenades are solid with that. And the enemy hitboxes are relatively fair, so I have to give them that. The enemies may be weird, but they're at least used gameplay-wise in a way that complements what you're trying to do. And while the enemies are odd, as I mentioned before, they are pretty often the least of your worries. Because the stage layouts can be problematic, and while a lot of times they're alright in theory, weird design decisions make some of them downright sadistic. There are many, many places where you can walk through what look like walls. And that 
often leads to your death. Like, you know, you'll be, you'll have, you'll have an enemy on a platform above you. It looks like you can jump up and, you know, that's common in games like this. You know, you want to like hug up on the, on where the ledge is to get a better shot at the enemy. Often it's safer and, you know, to make sure you're making the jump. And there are places in Predator where it looks like you can do that. And then you'll just walk through the wall and lose a life. Um, the game attempts to use shading to differentiate what you can stand on and what you can't, but it does not do a very good job. I lost a lot of lives jumping to what I thought were platforms pulling for my doom. And even worse, there are sections that look almost exactly like regular ground that turn out to be depth traps because they're shaded ever so slightly a different color of green or blue or whatever color you're working with. That's probably the most frustrating part of Predator, because that that's just cruel, right? Like, that's what we're talking when we talk about like fair challenge versus cheap, unfair challenge. You have a nice long gap you want me to jump over. Okay, you want me to defeat a certain enemy, you know, or have to attack. A, a problem in a certain way because there's an enemy there and you know if I don't if I just jump blindly it'll hit me okay but when you have things like oh it's you know it's like one one shade of green darker so that's not a real floor and you fall down and lose a life that's just not okay like I said that's the most frustrating part of this game and I think if those things were ironed out a lot of other issues kind of wouldn't feel as big Ah, big, which reminds me, we got to talk about big mode. Every few levels, you're going to have to play big mode, which is an auto-scrolling level that, I, I, again, it's called big mode, I guess, because Arnold's sprite is a lot bigger and more detailed. I should have mentioned before, in the normal game, Arnold or Dutch or whatever, you know, I just... I, I can always call, you know, I never call Rambo Stallone, you know, I can always get Rambo, but it doesn't matter what uh, what movie he's in, Arnold's always just Arnold. Uh, during the main game, his sprite is kind of small and dinky, and he is wearing pink, which, you know, maybe some of you military buffs could help me out here. I didn't think anybody in the mil U.S. military wore pink. I don't know, maybe there's a branch that I don't know about. Um, but in big mode, he's a little more detailed. He kind of looks like himself. He has, you know, army green. Um, and you scroll from left to right, or really, you're just scrolling to the right. You can move in full, you know, up, down, left, right. You can jump, but you're constantly, the screen is constantly forcing you to move as you are bombarded by bubbles. Yeah, bubbles. Those are pretty much the other only enemies in big mode. The predator shows up at the end of each of them. And until you meet him, you're attacked by bubbles. You shoot the bubbles, they drop some power-ups. It's actually kind of fun, right? Um, it's a little weird and kind of a jarring change of pace, but it's kind of a fun, you know, distraction from the gameplay. They're relatively easy. They act as the checkpoints, too. So you can start or continue, and if you... Whenever you continue after you've lost your lives, you get four. Um, you'll continue from the most recent 
big mode. So maybe I just kind of felt safe in them, but they weren't too challenging, but challenging enough. I think it was, again, a, a decent change of pace. Would have been nice to see enemies other than Bubbles, but hey, here we are. Also, the name, kind of weird. I would venture to guess that the developers just kind of used that the name Big Mode for test builds, and then when it was time to, you know, oh, you know how it is. Oh, you know, yeah, we'll just call it that for now. We'll come up with something better before we release the thing. And they just, you know, never, never did. Um, so it kind of got left in for, you know, better or for worse. It, you know, everything about that particular part of the game I found to be a little bit weird. And weird is kind of the operative word here. The bones are there for a good, solid action game, but a bevy of just bizarre design decisions sink it. Why is Arnie wearing pink? Why can you walk through walls? Why am I shooting obese shy guy? Why is there a self-destruct button? Oh, that's the other thing I forgot too. When you pause the game... If you press the A or B button while the game is paused, you die. <laughs> like, it's a self-destruct button. Why are there so many false pits that look like they're safe to walk on? It just goes on and on with stuff like that. And it puts a serious damper on what otherwise could have been a pretty good experience. Even with all that weirdness, I still kind of felt compelled to keep playing. And always felt like I did better and better each time. And, you know, going back to compare it to Rambo, it was a bit less experimental and not quite as tight gameplay-wise, but I still think it was of a bit more of an enjoyable experience. I've talked at length that I'm not a big movie person, but 80s action movies are, are kind of my thing, right? Like, they're fun, they're popcorn flicks, you know, and... They have some of the most iconic action stars of all time. Nobody's going to confuse most of these guys for for great actors. But, you know what? When they were in movies, you paid attention. Now, pound for pound, it pains me to admit this, but Sly is a better actor than Arnie. He just is. You know, I don't know if Arnold Schwarzenegger could have ever done Rocky. You know what I mean? But I think Sylvester Stallone could have done Predator. Maybe the one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that 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 Sly couldn't, I don't think, have done was Terminator. And uh, stay tuned, stay tuned for that. But yeah, Sly probably a better actor than Schwarzenegger. I'm not really a movie person again, but I've seen most of these, uh, you know, these quote unquote classic '80s action movies. If I had to choose, I would probably pick Rambo over Predator. But video game-wise, I gotta give the edge to the Governator. So, that's gonna do it for me this week. Uh, if you like what you hear, like, share, subscribe, do all of those internet things that can help me grow whatever it is I'm trying to do here. But until then, I hope to see you next time, and happy gaming.